0: Good afternoon, everybody. It's great to be here with all of you at this lovely church. It's really an honor for me to be able to be the one presiding here at David and Leah's wedding. think back that Dave is one of the people that I knew when I first got to Wisdom over 10 years ago, one of the regulars around the cafe around Wisdom. Back then, shoes were optional for David. He liked to play Pokemon in public. But, over the years we've maintained a friendship, and Dave also maintained over the past 11 years coming to our weekly, or it used to be weekly, movie group. He's one who loves film and shares a, an affinity for everything is terrible, like, like I do too, so we go way back. I remember about five years ago when he'd gone to this camp and came back and we heard rumors that David had a girlfriend see this girlfriend for the first year. (laughs) I didn't know if it was true or not. (laughs) It's been about four years since she appeared. We have got to know her, and so I see Leah much more than I see you. She's a fixture at the cafe studying math. I don't understand a single thing that she studies. She comes to the movie group, so she's become a great friend, and it's wonderful to see the affection that you both share for each other. Now, I haven't convinced Leah to watch Stephen King's It yet. (laughs) Probably never, but we're going to keep trying. So as I was preparing for today, I just thought that it was so apropos that y'all chose the first reading. There's a lot of inspiration there, and so I was reading it from the Song of Songs. It's the the beloved, the spouse, sort of describing the arrival of her bridegroom. A very beautiful work of scripture, sort of the most beautiful book in the Bible, uh, using a human love poem as an analogy, as it were, for Yahweh's love for his people. The issue, though, I think I just dropped my piece of paper. Where did it go? Where? All right, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time today. Was just imagining mostly Leah and David sort of living this out. David, maybe in a ballet outfit, <laughs> springing across the mountains like a like a gazelle. A lot of words to use to describe David, but never a gazelle. His explosive legs just <laughs> propelling him across the. But anyhow, enough comedy, at least for now. It really is a beautiful passage, and and, it, and there's a message there that I had never really noticed before, and one that I think is so apropos uh, for our, our, our day-to-day, and a message that I want to leave both of y'all, is that while this passage in Song of Songs describes love, th- there's no doubt about it, It's so exuberant in its language that it describes not just the love that the lover and the beloved share for each other, but the delight, the pure joy that they share in each other's presence. So the language here and throughout the whole entire Song of song is very sort of sensual. Seeing the the beloved come, hearing the voice as he peers through the lattices, Let me see you. Let me hear your voice. It's not just some sort of a description of love as detached from the body, as detached from emotion, as this sort of very overly pious way of imagining love, but instead two people who truly delight in the sight of each other and hearing each other's voice. And so you can imagine both of them, the lover and the beloved, their faces lighting up at the sight of each other, at hearing their voices. And it's true. I've seen that in both of your faces. If you saw Dave's face as he was walking down, lighting up, delighting in the sight of seeing his bride-to-be. And so that's the first question that I want to offer to y'all, not just for today, but to something that you would hopefully remember for the rest of your marriage. You already know you're never going to forget this passage and its interpretation of it. Neither, maybe we wish we could forget it. <laughs> A question to ask yourselves throughout your entire marriage. Does my face light up when I see my spouse? Do I rejoice at seeing and hearing my beloved? Do I have an expression of delight in their presence? And so often I think as time goes on, we lose that. Marriage and love can become routine. But to be able to keep that delight, our face lighting up at the face of our spouse, and then, as time goes on, God willing, does your face light up? Do you delight in your children, and seeing them, in being with them, and the fact that they are such a great gift? So that's the first question. Does my face light up? Do I still delight in the presence in the existence of my spouse, as the bride and the bridegroom do in the Song of Songs. But there's a flip side to this question, and it's one that I think potentially could be considered even more important. Yes, the first question, do I delight in the presence and the sight of my beloved? Do I rejoice seeing them? But more importantly, Question, second question that I think you need to ask yourselves throughout your marriage. Do I intentionally want to give them joy? Do I work in my own life to delight the other person? To give them cause to rejoice? Not just accidentally, but intentionally. Because I love my spouse. Because you love each other. Is there an intention to give the other one a cause to rejoice? As I mentioned before, David from about 11 years and now Leah for about four or five years has been or they have been individuals who have come to our, our movie nights. And over the years, we've maybe watched some of the same movies over and over again. Star Wars, yes, and some other ones, but one that we've watched over and over again, and some um, you may be familiar with. It's the film from the 80s, Babette's Feast. And the story, it's based off of an Isaac Dennison, short story novella of a French refugee who comes to a small Swedish town or Danish town in order to be a chef for these two women. And she ends up, towards the end of the film, cooking this massive meal for the community who's determined not to enjoy the, fil- the, the the food. It's one of the most Catholic films ever made. But what struck me about it, or what I want to bring in here, is a quote from Pope Francis. Many of you may know that Babette's Feast is Pope Francis's favorite film, and he talks about Babette's Feast, the meal she cooks for the sisters and for the community. I'll give you the quote sort of encapsulates this second question he says quote the most intense joys in life arise when we are able to elicit joy in others as a foretaste of heaven we can think of the lovely scene in the film *Babette's feast when the generous cook receives a grateful hug and praise ah how you will delight the angels it is a joy and a great consolation to bring delight to others, to see them enjoying themselves. So that's the question. How have I worked to bring joy and delight to my spouse, to bring joy and delight to our children? This is a very important question to keep the theme. Do you have as much joy in bringing delight to your spouse as cat massage lady does in petting her cats? It's a really cheesy video, but still (laughs) this great love that you have for each other and bringing that delight to each other. But why? Why is it so important for this mutual exchange of joy and delight is because in general, but particularly for the sacrament of marriage, you are supposed to be a sign of Christ's love for each other. Right there in front of your face, from this moment on, a sign to each other that the Lord loves you. This is the reason for the great commandment we hear in today's gospel. The Lord commands us to love one another, not just for funsies, not because he has nothing better for us to do, is because he realizes that when we love each other, we are allowing ourselves to be an instrument, conduit for his love. So when we love each other, it's a sign that the Father loves us, that Christ loves us, that not just loves us, delights in us. So when you rejoice in each other, when you give each other joy, it is truly Christ rejoicing over you in your beloved, in your spouse. A constant, a constant reminder in good times and bad, in sickness and health. It's nice to say, yes, this is always possible. No, they're going to be difficult times. But I assure you, the grace that you will be given, even in these most difficult times, your willingness to delight in the other, and to bring them joy, is the thing that will get you through. No matter how dark it seems, the light that comes from your face will be the light that shines in the darkness. So that you, as a couple, as a family, will be able to use those three little phrases from today's second reading as a prayer at the heart of your marriage. As you delight in each other and share in the Lord's delight, you will be able to rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, persevere in prayer. Amen.